Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. We're recording. Wow. We're going to record an episode on (laughs) yelling at your audience. (laughs) No, it's really interesting, especially um, what I've noticed a little bit. I don't know if you've noticed this too, and obviously as personal brands, online people, obviously Instagram is a big piece of business. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Instagram is totally just being so different lately. I don't want to say it's being a dick because I feel like I don't want to be victimized by an algorithm, but also... (laughs) If you've been personally victimized by an algorithm, you can reach out to our attorneys and we're going to have a class action lawsuit. (laughs) Well, it is interesting seeing the changes. And so I don't know if you've been seeing this, but I've seen a lot of people sort of, I don't want to say like yelling at their audience, but definitely being like, you know, if you want to see my content, make sure you like it and comment on it. Like just stuff like that, that like I've just seen a couple of things where people are sort of like, I mean, yes, that's one piece of it. That's one one of the things I want to talk about. But like, and I don't know if you've seen that as well. Whereas I'm just like, no one, I guess the the whole idea behind it is that no one is obligated to do anything Mm. online. And I recently saw this influencer who had a baby. And I think this happens a lot with moms. Uh, If your audience came to know you as something else, maybe they started following you for business tips or they started following you for lifestyle stuff or health and fitness, and then you have a baby, and obviously you're a personal brand, so you share a lot about you know your kid and whatever, and you know people who love that will love it. And I think a lot of people, a, part, a big part of your audience wants to come along for that ride, you know. But this, I was this influencer has been sharing more about like breastfeeding and like just stuff like that. And one of her audience members said, hey, you know, I really miss some of the business content. Are you going to ever bring that back? You know, or something like that. And this influencer sort of went off on the person who's a follower and kind of said, you know, if you don't want to follow, you don't have to, but this is obviously a big piece of my life and I'm going to be sharing about motherhood. So if you don't like it, you can just leave. And then screenshot the whole thing, that whole conversation, the DMs, and then put it on her story as if she was like, hey, if this is you too, you can leave too. And it just like felt to me very... Um, What's the word? It just felt like over the it's top. Aggressive. Or, yeah, aggressive. <laughs> and also, like, it's okay to change. And I yeah. want to talk about that on this episode. Like, it's okay to, you know, change and evolve as a person and share the new part of your life or whatever, like whether it's a baby or whatever. But the idea that, I don't know, your your fans or followers can't give you feedback or can't literally simply say, hey, I really love the old content. Are you ever going to be doing that again? Yeah. And then they like, get in trouble for asking. And I've just seen this where it's this, um, it's the self-righteousness. Yeah. And I thought it would be a good episode for us to talk about because we've obviously changed a lot. We were coming up on the fifth anniversary of The Best Life. We started November of 2017 and we were very different people back then. And I mean, not hugely different, but we were doing different things yep. in a different place in life. And we just did an episode on how we're a little bit messed up with our self-esteem. 
right (laughs) you know and like still working through some of that stuff but you know and we did we have gotten feedback from people saying hey you know I once loved this podcast but they were talking about dating and going out and relationship stuff and now they're like just in long-term relationships and the conversations have changed I didn't take that personally yeah I was like you're correct actually yeah like I didn't take that personally I wasn't like uh this person like I didn't take it as like like criticism I was literally like you're right but also I can't go back to like the dating version that I used to be so it just is what it is and if you have to leave then you have to leave but this is sort of what I'm not dating now so I'm not gonna talk about that yeah I think it's funny to have somebody just scream about one I think the reason why and I don't know who you didn't you didn't tell me who which influencer so I'm not sure but I'm just gonna throw it out there that I can only picture a reaction like that coming from somebody who's a little bit insecure about it and they weren't sure themselves that maybe they were questioning should I share this or not and then they're like screw it I'm going to share it and then they got some kind of negative and they're like Ah, and so maybe they're just struggling with their own identity. Sure. That's the only reason I could think of someone kind of just getting going over the top on it. Um, it is hard when you have a life change. Like for us, we just did another episode on this. When we shifted from being married to suddenly divorced, your content changes, your life changes, everything changes. Having a baby changes everything. So I can see that if you're a lifestyle brand and you're sharing it, if someone came to me when I was going through divorce and they're like, I really liked when you posted pictures of you and your husband, I would have been like, fuck off. He's gone now, bitch. But <laughs> I don't think I would have actually said, fuck off. He's gone now, bitch. Screenshotted that and posted it on my story. So that's really the actual point is I wouldn't have done that. But that there the audience is used to seeing you a certain way. They want you to be a certain way. You don't always have to be, you don't have to be that for anyone. You You don't have to share, but you don't also have to dismiss the entire thing and just be like, all right, this is what you're in for. It's funny. I was thinking about this yesterday, actually. I almost posted it on my stories and then I realized I didn't care for the answer. But one was, I post a lot of stuff about Beasley now because literally I just feel like my life is boring. I don't do a whole lot. I don't have a lot to share. And then she's doing something cute and I have a million videos of her on my phone. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to post the dog. And I was thinking about posting like hey do you guys like seeing my dog or not and then I was like I don't care if anyone says no I just don't care I'm gonna do it anyway and I was actually thinking back to we had Sierra Nielsen on the podcast and she got a little dog Ozzy and when she got Ozzy I was obsessed I kept messaging her I was like please keep posting more of this dog it's bringing me so much joy this was before I got my puppy and I was like really having puppy fever and I love it when Jill posts Pip and some of my friends post their dogs so I'm like Yes, maybe some people don't like it. I freaking love it. And so there's going to be people that are like, post that baby. I need to see those squishy cheeks. I need to see what they're doing. Post that baby. If someone doesn't like it, they don't like it. There's people who don't like dogs. They don't like dogs. But you're got to do this ultimately for you. And if it's bringing you joy, it doesn't matter. Like you got to still do you. So... I think and you also can't get mad at your audience yes. for literally no. asking you about the things that they originally started following you yeah. for, yeah. you know? And so, you know, that's valid. And I think it's fine to say, you know, Hey, um, I, I may or may not circle back to that, but that's sort of a previous version of me. And I, you know, totally get if the current content isn't valuable to you. Yeah. Like totally get it. But like, again, don't yell at them Yeah, and like, and make them feel weird for asking no. to me. I'm just like, they're following you for a reason. That's literally why they follow you. Yeah. No, it's, it is a thing when you're, when you're kind of changing gears, you're going to lose some people, totally. but you don't need to freak out on them for like not following along or not coming. And it's, it's an interesting time we're in to be like, yelling at the audience speak and I think a lot of this came from I don't want to say it came from 2020 but during the pandemic there was so much division and then a lot of just people up in arms about 
people not saying things when they should be saying things, people saying the wrong things and they shouldn't be saying things. So I feel like just everyone got in everyone else's faces and it just felt a little bit more... I don't want to use the word violent, but aggressive, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, super touchy. And so people just got so... I don't know. I don't know what the word sensitive. is. Sensitive. I mean, like, yeah, like yeah. sensitive too, especially because we're like not seeing people in person too. So yeah. everything's happening on social media. And one of the problems I think comes from this too is the assumption. So I'm just going to say on the influencer side, who's yelling at the audience, they're assuming that the audience sees everything that's being posted. And that's one of the assumptions you can't make is maybe you said something, maybe you were like, this is my life now and this is who I'm going to be. And if you don't like it, go. And then someone questions you, but they didn't see that post that one day. And then you get pissed. You're not paying attention. I said, this is what I'm going to be. And it's like, (laughs) nobody sees your shit all the time. We're not watching you all the time. So stop assuming that everybody watches every single story you post, every single thing you say, and that they're supposed to know better because they don't. And there's one influencer in my mind that does this a lot. She will repeatedly go, go to the highlights and read this before you ask a question. (laughs) Make sure you know the rules of asking me a question. And then she'll, uh, she'll screenshot something like this person didn't read the rules and this is not how I want questions to be asked. Like, okay, they're fucking new. How are they supposed to know to like go through step one, step two, step three, before you ask her highness a question because she has a hundred thousand followers like get over yourself so so it is it feels very (laughs) self-important yes it feels very like center of the universe yeah like you know i don't know it like it it definitely felt weird to me and i think we're just seeing this now more because people are feeling some kind of way about instagram changing its algorithm and and like it's pretty much happening across the board like 98 percent of accounts are like either not growing or decreasing or their views are getting cut in half and so i think everyone's feeling extra sensitive because at one point they were maybe getting more affirmation or more you know likes or comments or whatever and now they're not seeing that and so i think everyone's feeling a little some kind of way but the idea that your followers are supposed to do anything. I see this a lot in business too. And I I will say this, that oftentimes people will blame their followers for not buying stuff. Hey, you guys asked for this and now you're not buying it. And it's just like, they're not obligated to do fucking anything. And I think that's where I just go, if you blame your followers for something, if you blame your customers for something, if you blame your, I don't know, team for something, like you're just being victim. You're just like being a huge victim. And I just see it as like, this is a person who like chose me to give their attention to. Like, I'm so grateful for that. And I know it sounds like maybe Pollyanna, but I never assume people read shit. I never assume they do anything. I never assume they're going to buy anything. I never assume they're going to know what to do, like ever. So when I get a question, I'm never like, how dare you ask me a question? I'm just like, they don't know. No one reads shit. And so it allows for you to be a little more patient and a little bit more understanding and empathetic when you don't feel like the world revolves around you. Yeah. I'm like, I hope that someone just happens to see my shit as they're scrolling. Like yeah. literally that's how I feel. And I think when you operate from that place of abundance and that place of gratitude, everything, that little thing that happens, you get to be grateful for versus expectation. Yeah. Where's my likes? Where's my follows? Where's my sales? Where's my, I'm just like, things fucking shift. I'm with you on the no, I don't expect people to see my stuff that they've heard anything. It's funny. My cousin texted me the other day and he goes, Hey, I follow so-and-so. And I was like, cool. I don't know who that is. He goes, you follow them too. And I'm like, dude, I follow 4,000 people. I have you no do actually idea. Follow I have no idea who I'm following. I don't know. And he goes, Oh, he goes, well, I only follow a couple hundred. He goes, I just spent a couple minutes scrolling a day and then I get to 
the bottom and it says, you're all caught up. And I said, what? That's a thing? I've never seen you're all caught up. <laughs> never. <laughs> I could scroll for days. It would never say you're all caught up. It's kind of like when you're swiping Bumble in a small town and you run out of people. <laughs> like when we lived in LA, I could swipe for, I swiped for years. I never ran out of people. So... I think I go in it with the frame that everyone must have an endless feed. Everyone must be following 4,000 people. Everyone must be looking at a million things. So I do not assume that anyone has heard anything, even if I've said it 5,000 times on a story, even if I said it every single day. Some people, they don't, everyone's behaviors are different online. Some people log in for an hour a day. They put a timer on, they log out. I, one of my best friends I grew up in high school, she doesn't have social media. She has no idea what the fuck is going on with my life with anyone's life i have some family members who spy they listen to this podcast they know everything that's going on with me and i have no idea what's going on with them there is such a range of what people are paying attention to totally. you have no idea and we can't make assumptions and then get angry that people aren't <laughs> paying attention to everything you said it's like we're kind of reprimanding a three-year-old when you've told them five times to put down the you know put down the jar they're gonna break it's like Dude, we're not reprimanding three-year-olds. These are adults with fractional uh, attention spans, totally. fractional attention given to whatever this platform is. And then even less, they've got so many other things going on in their life that you're worried about the story. Even if, I, I can even go through my stories and say who saw it. That doesn't mean they actually saw it or heard it. They could have had the volume on silent, didn't hear what I said. They just tapped through. Their phone could have been left on the counter and it was just growing through. They didn't actually see the story. So... I can't even assume that. I've had friends assume that of me. They said something. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. They go, oh, you saw my story. I'm like, no, I didn't. My phone might have, <laughs> my phone might have scrolled through your story or I might have tapped through it and skipped it or something, but I did not. I don't know what's going on. Like you have to tell me. So I just never make assumptions. Even if you think someone saw it, even if it shows you they saw it, they may not have seen it. Even if they saw it doesn't mean they heard it. Even if they heard it doesn't mean it registered. <laughs> Hey besties, this episode is brought to you by Blissoma Skincare. Y'all, this product, these products I should say, are so incredibly delicious for your skin. I received a box of, uh, we got a toner, moisturizer, a cleanser, some eye serums, facial serums. And what I first noticed, which was really interesting, was the product color. So I pumped out some of the serums and the moisturizer in my hands, and it was kind of a greenish brown, earthy color. And for a moment, I was kind of taken aback. And then I re realized that most of my skincare products are white. And I started to think about why is that? If I have natural products, why is everything white? And I thought, what kind of chemicals and processes must these other companies be using to make everything the same color? And if it's truly a natural product, it's probably gonna have natural coloring. So I have to say, I love the natural colors. I love the natural scents and smells. It smells really fresh and clean and my skin looks really nice and glowy. And Blasoma is really big on regenerative agriculture and just having beautiful results. They go beyond organic and they don't use any synthetic fertilizers or herbicides in what they grow. And basically you've got seed to bottle kind of process here. So if you want to try the skincare line out, they are hooking you up with a trial skincare set. Each of these trial skincare sets have five products in them at a really affordable price. You can try this out and they're giving you all 30% off. So if you go to Blissoma, B-L-I-S-S-O-M-A, use the Best Life at checkout, you'll get 30% off the trial skincare set 
this code expires on December 31st, 2022. So do not wait. Run to blissoma.com. Use the best life for your child's skincare set now. It's just the attention differential, right? Like if you are the person putting out the content, it is literally your entire life. That's why I always tell like my, especially my beginner students, I'm like, hey man, I know you've been working on this program, this offer for months. You've been building it. You've been putting the course together. You've been thinking about it every day. You're talking to your husband about it. You're talking about it on on calls with me. Like it's literally all you can think about. And you go to launch it and you're like, card is open. And literally it's fucking crickets. And why shouldn't it be? Right. And I guess that's the differential. The, it's like the, the, the like attention differential is like, it's literally all you can think about all the time. And then your audience is just, it's another post. It's on the scroll. Like they're like, not even, I always tell people, assume people didn't see it. Number one, assume if they saw it, they didn't read it, read it. Assume if they read it, they didn't really pay attention to it. They don't know what it is. And if they, and if they pay attention to it, assume they didn't click on anything. Like literally, I just assume all of those things because then you get your head right and you're like, okay, cool. I open cart. No one knows. No one paid attention. No one read that shit. Now I have seven days in front of me that I got to like work on my audience to get them aware and build familiarity around the offer and stuff. But it's like that huge letdown because of that asymmetrical expectation of like they're paying attention and then they're just not. And so I think you'll always end up at least being able to keep going and like the experience a lot more if you assume no one's paying attention to anything. I like that. Just assume no one saw anything. <laughs> just pretend. I didn't even check. We didn't even there. check our sales at Jillfit for like 24 hours. So I'm just like, yeah, what does it matter? No, I'm just going to do all the same shit anyway. Check the box, post, email, whatever. I'm going to do the same things. It does not behoove me to be like, why are there no sales at like the second I post it? Because no one's paying attention. No one knows. Well, it's such a great reminder too that the fortunes and the follow up and following up and saying things repeatedly matter. It's why retargeting ads work. I mean, there's so many times. How many times have y'all put something in a cart? online cart, meaning like I'm picturing someone at Target running after you with your cart. Hey, you left this in your cart. <laughs> you're in the shopping. You're like waving them. Go, go back inside the store. It's on my wish list. <laughs> not, I don't want to buy it. Yeah. Put something in your cart. You get distracted. You forget. Or maybe you're just not sure yet. You leave it and then you get an email. Then suddenly you start seeing the ads for the thing on Instagram and then you go on Facebook and you see the ads for the thing. You have to see it so many damn times. I mean, I cannot tell you... There's been things I really wanted and I just keep getting distracted, keep forgetting. I've seen the fucking ads many, many times. And then finally I get around to buying it, but I had to see it seven, eight times for me to actually take time to get out my credit card and buy the thing that I even wanted. So I... I see that sometimes we get frustrated when somebody just doesn't take action right away. And then th- there's also this thing where if you want it bad enough, you'd be taking action right. in this guilt marketing, <laughs> this this marketing of like, if you really wanted to do something different and the reason you're not in a different place is because you're not doing anything. And it's like, that stuff might work for some people, but I don't know, for me, that kind of pisses me off. I'm like, screw you, I'm busy. I got other shit going on. Like, don't think you're the bee's knees here. So I think we also have to be careful with our marketing and not making assumptions about why people aren't doing things and making assumption the worst assumptions, I should say. Like, oh, you don't want it bad enough. You don't care. This is why you're not. Like, don't make those assumptions about your audience because- yeah, you're not committed. Like, yeah, because yeah. then the people who do buy- they're buying out of guilt and they're probably not going to be actually committed to do the work. I'd say if you're a coach and you're saying those kind of things and you get maybe some last minutes, they're like, oh man, she's right. Like 
you know, I'm not committed and maybe this isn't why it's not like, I don't know, the person that responds to the guilt marketing, I don't think is going to be the client that actually gets great results. But you can switch that around. Like you can reframe it. I know you're so busy. This is why you need this. Hey, I know you're so busy. This is going to help you break through that. I know you're so busy and things are going crazy. If you just take five seconds, go over, put this in your cart. Let's do it. I'm going to help you. Like you can market with scarcity in the same way, but also not accuse your buyer of being a lazy piece of shit. (laughs) And I feel personally that as a buyer, that feels better. And also I think you might get a better customer who's willing to show up because the one who's guilted into it, what's going to happen is if they stop doing the work, let's say you have to show up for calls and they just miss a few calls. They are going to now internalize that of like, God, I'm shitty. I knew it. They were right. I couldn't do this. They're going to be like the person that ghosts, that ghosts on their payments, that ghosts on the program, that disappears instead of the person that could be like, maybe they miss a few and they're going to come back because they feel good and they're okay and they don't feel judged. So I just think our marketing messages too could just be, I don't know, could give people more the benefit of the doubt of what's going on in their life versus you don't care enough or you would have signed up by now. You're so shitty as a human being. Like, yeah. I know. <laughs> and I also just think your own experience mm. of social media will be that much better if you have zero expectations for your audience. And I get it. People feel some kind of way, especially if you blew up or you, you know, were getting a lot of likes or affirmation for your stuff. And now maybe that's been cut in half or your views are way down. It's so easy to blame the algorithm, to blame your followers, to blame people for not paying attention, not buying, being lazy, whatever. And to me, that's just a cop out. Now, I don't think that it's necessarily like your content's bad, so you just have to like do better content. I think it's just like happening across the board. And I think for me especially, you know, my shit has been way down in the last like six months. And I'm kind of like, it doesn't mean I'm doing a worse job. It just means that's the algorithm. So I can either sit around and complain about it and blame my fucking followers for not liking my shit. <laughs> like, hey, we're liking stuff a year ago. Why aren't you liking it now? It's like, I fucking see it. Yeah. I, I think that too is the pandemic. We were all in a different time, right? Like Clubhouse, people were spending hours and hours and hours on Clubhouse. If y'all don't even, you might not even remember Clubhouse. It was a an audio app that people would stay on and just talk all day. And it kind of was blowing up right at the beginning of 2021 end of 2020 and then like the world started opening back up and people started going back to work and they didn't have the time to be on that anymore and so people aren't spending the same amount of time on social media that they were spending in 2020 and 2021 because the world changed and it started going back and while your audience might have been really engaged in that time because maybe they were fearful and they wanted to know what's going on and maybe you were providing some information that they needed at the time maybe that's not happening anymore those fears aren't there anymore and the time is different. We're not, we're not having eight hours a day. We're like, I'm not at my job now. I'm at home. I can just scroll on social media. It's just a different world. So outside of the algorithm, we are also all living different lives today than we were a year and a half ago, two years ago. And we have to recognize that as well. Like back to the attention is we can't demand our audience's attention, just all eyes on us. And we're you know, they're only paying attention and watching us. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's been just such a really interesting social experiment to see the changes of the algorithm. And just, I actually see it as, I don't love it because I really love like the Instagram of like 2016, you know, like I wish that would be like come back where people could post, you know, a still image and get, get like some traction. But I do also see that there's a huge opportunity where things are going. So, you know, this isn't obviously the topic of the podcast, but 
as a business coach, it's my job literally to know where people's attention is. And if people are not getting the attention they once did on Instagram, then I'm like, where is the attention then? It's got to be on TikTok. It's got to be on podcasting. It's got to be back on YouTube. Maybe shit. Maybe you should start blogging again. Like there's other opportunities. And I feel like because so many things are moving towards video and audio at this point, I mean, that's why Instagram's algorithm is changing so much because it's basically turning into an entertainment platform. It wants to turn into a TikTok. And so it's really pushing reels. It's pushing video content. And for a lot of people, influencers or, you know, personal brands, it's harder to do video than it is to do a still image. And so I feel like if you're thinking to yourself, like, how do I recapture some of the attention I lost or how can I, you know, get a leg up again? I think it's going to be challenging yourself in new mediums. Maybe you start a podcast in 2023. Maybe you, you know, start going all in on TikTok in 2023. Maybe you start, you know, hiring out a videographer to help you with. These are all things Danny and I, the reason we're in person right now is because we are making some changes to the podcast, which I think kind of ties into this episode. We wanted to, and as you guys know, you've been here for five years, a lot of you guys, a lot of listen for a long time, our lives have changed over the last five years. And the podcast is, we're going to have some big changes coming up in the new year. We're actually going all in on the podcast. So you guys aren't going to be missing out episodes. We're not pulling back, but we are going to be publishing some other types of content under the umbrella of the best life. So you're still going to get the relationship stuff, the personal development stuff, but you might get a little bit more coaching and mindset and even maybe a little bit of business interspersed. We want to publish more often. We want to publish different types of content, but it will all be under the umbrella of the best life. You guys will still obviously get these kind of episodes as well, but, um, you know, and we looked at each other today, we're talking about all these changes and we just said, you know, we don't know if our audience is going to like it or not. And I don't think all change is bad. I think these changes are going to be really good for the majority of the people, but you know, we don't know how that's going to be received. And that's part of this process is allowing your audience to ebb and flow. And the idea that your audience should be beholden to you because they started following you five years ago when you were dating and they should just stick around because they need to stick it out because you need that affirmation is fucking ridiculous. And I always want to grant other people the courtesy I would like, which is I want to fucking unfollow if it's not relevant for me anymore. And I think if we all get on the same page where this is a really perfect filtering system, people can follow, unfollow, listen, not listen. And it's a perfect system. You go and find the right person saying the right thing at the right time for you. And there's always someone there. Yeah. And there's no obligation. It goes both ways, doesn't it? It's like, we can't get pissed at our followers. Let's say, you know, we were having some changes planned and some people aren't going to like it. Some people will be like, I like the 2017 Danny and Jill. And we're like, cool. We liked them too, but we're different now. We're not them. And then we could also like, so that we could have that angry person that's like, stay the same. And then we could also be changing and people don't like it. And we're yelling at you guys. They're like, well, why don't you like us now? You're supposed to like, if you liked us then, and that's not fair either. So it really is an exchange of going both ways. I love, I love that you said that. Like, I would like the grace myself to be able to follow or unfollow. And we would like that it's just to, it needs to go both ways and you're in different places right yeah and how many podcasts did you start listening to in like 2014 2015 and now you wouldn't listen to those podcasts yeah. because you're just like that was a very specific message that i needed mm-hmm. in that moment and it's not that that podcast is bad it's just not for you anymore yeah. you know and we realize as you know you do this stuff for long enough you're going to have your audience come in and out and some people will come back later and they'll be here but i think you know like you mentioned that you were listening to the tim ferris podcast recently and i was like oh that's kind of a throwback like he's, yeah. you know, he started like years ago and I was like, oh, so like you just, you can find different pockets of what you need for the times that you need them. 
it's such a good point. My first time listening to him was about psychedelics in 2015. And then I've kind of come back to listen to some things about psychedelics in 2022. And it's just, it's, it's been an in and out thing. And I started listening to some other podcasts that I've dipped out, looked at their episodes, come back. So yeah, it is. It's like people can get in and out. And I, I like that. And I don't want to keep people from going away, doing their thing and then coming back. I want you to come back. If you leave, I'm not like good riddance. Fuck here's du- yeah. deuces middle fingers <laughs> to you never come back it's like cool have fun and then if we have some stuff to add value to you in a couple years from now great you are welcome back anytime it's just it's very I don't know it just rubs me the wrong way when someone just I think the self-righteousness is the word for these influences influencers or there's this obligation that like hey you know yeah. you're obligated to always follow me you're always like what yeah. I'm doing it's like no you're not no Oh, you're like big autonomy button over here. <laughs> that's, that's us all around. So yeah. So when we start making our changes, if you want to leave a review, still give us five stars and then just tell us why you don't like the changes. <laughs> <laughs> but five stars always. That's, I mean, that's the only requirement. Our DMs are always open. So, you know, if there's something that is rubbing you the wrong way, we'll certainly hear it out. I don't know. I can't promise that we will change as a result yeah. of that feedback. But, you know, we very much believe in autonomy and I love the idea that people get to choose exactly what they listen to exactly what they see exactly what they read and i want that same courtesy extended to me too so it's a perfect system i love it all right y'all well love your thoughts on this uh we will see you on the next episode all right bye guys bye